On this episode of the Hanford Insider, we get an in-depth look into the new CART Transit Center being built in downtown Hanford. Rob will give you a community calendar update, and I'll be back to give you a recap of the last few weeks of high school basketball and soccer action. This is the Hanford Insider for Monday, January 15th. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to this episode of the Hanford Insider. I'm your host, Rob Bentley. I'm glad to be back after a few weeks off. For those of you returning to the show, thanks for coming back. For those of you joining me for the first time, welcome to the show. The Insider is published each week at HanfordInsider.com and on your favorite podcast player. We talk about community events, city council news, we get an update on high school sports for my son Eric who works in sports, and we always have a guest or two on the show to share with us. So this week the Hanford City Council will be meeting again on Tuesday night after a few weeks off for the holidays. A couple of the items that they'll be discussing will be a public hearing regarding water and stormwater rate adjustments coming up next month. And they'll be approving a settlement agreement and release with former Community Development Director Darlene Mata. There are a few other things on the agenda, and I'll be sure to let you know next week if there's anything significant. In community news, Representative David Valadeo's office has announced that Hanford West student Eli Cobine is the winner of the 2023 Congressional App Challenge for Congressional District 22. He was recognized for designing his own video game called 500 Rooms. Congratulations, Eli. Good job. It was also great to hear that Senator Melissa Hurtado's office has helped secure a million dollars in funding for a new fire engine for the Hanford Fire Department. This engine, plus the one recently purchased by the city, will be added to the city fleet this year. And I'd like to bid a fond farewell to a friend of the show, Pastor Julie Kelly. Julie is stepping down as the pastor of the Episcopal Church of the Savior. It was great to have her on the show a couple times to talk about the soup kitchen and how the ministry helped the needy in Hanford. Here are a few things coming up on our community calendar. The Hanford branch of the Kings County Library is having another local author meet and greet and book signing on Saturday, January 20th from 11 to 2. Find out more at kingscountylibrary.org. It's high school musical time. Sierra Pacific High School Theater Department is first up next weekend. They are presenting Les Miserables, January 25th through the 28th at the Hanford Presentation Center. Choral director Vivian Santos shared with me that student Tarek Walker, who was playing the lead of Jean Valjean, just got accepted into one of the leading musical theater schools in the country, the American Musical and Dramatic Academy, and he got awarded their top scholarship. I know I'm going to go check it out. For showtimes and tickets, visit spband.org. Kings County Community Action is looking for volunteers for their Home Gardens Community Garden Cleanup on Saturday, January 27th from 9 to 12. For more information, visit their website at kcao.org. The 1776 Sons of Liberty will be hosting a debate featuring the candidates for Kings County Board of Supervisors District 5, the 20th and 22nd Congressional Districts, and the 33rd Assembly District. The event will be held at the Hanford High School Presentation Center on Thursday, February 1st at 6 o'clock. 
The annual Hanford Rotary Crab Feed will be held on Saturday, February 3rd at the Square 8's Hall on Fargo this year. Tickets are available from Rotary Club members. The Hanford Fox Theater is now selling tickets for their Journey and Peter Frampton Tribute Bands concert on February 17th. Good seats are still available at foxhanford.com. The Children's Storybook Garden and Museum will be hosting a Mad Hatter Tea Party on Saturday, February 10th. Visit their website at childrenstorybookgarden.org for more information. Hanford Youth Soccer is now taking sign-ups for their Spring Soccer League. Sign-ups end on January 31st. Sign up today at hanfordyouthsoccer.org. There are a lot of great events coming up in 2024. you want to be sure to mark your calendars now for these events. The King's Players and Children's Storybook Garden and Museum Murder Mystery Dinner is on April 20th. The Chamber of Commerce Taste of the Valley is in the Civic Center Park on April 26th. For those of you car show enthusiasts, I have two shows on the calendar so far. The Hanford West High School Bandbackers Cars on Campus show will be on April 27th, and the Carnegie Museum of Kings County Downtown Hanford Car Show will be on June 8th. So I'll be grabbing events as I see them on the Hanford Sentinel calendar and social media pages. If you have an event coming up and you'd like some help getting the word out, let's work together. Send your information to HanfordInsider at gmail.com. So over the last few weeks, I can't tell you the number of times I've been asked about the construction going on at the corner of 7th and Harris in downtown Hanford. It's a huge project. Following a tip from one of my listeners, I did some investigating and learned that the entire city block on the north side of 7th between Harris and Brown Street will be the new transit center for CART. On this week's Community Spotlight, I'm pleased to welcome to the show Heather Corder, who is the Accountant Auditor for the Kings County Public Transit Agency. Welcome to the show, Heather. Thank you. Glad to be here. Hey, Heather. So we've got some exciting news for Hanford and everything that's going on in downtown Hanford. But before we get to the future, let's uh, touch a little bit on the history of CART and how CART is continually evaluating the need for public transportation in the area. Sure. So CART started in June of 1980 as a joint powers agency, which was comprised of Kings County, Hanford, Lemoore, Corcoran, and Avenel. But in 82, Corcoran was able to uh, meet their own transportation needs, so they dropped out. They withdrew from the agency. We're governed by a five-member board of directors, two of which are from the Kings County Board of Supervisors, one from the city of Lemoore, one from the city of Hanford, and one from the city of Avenel. And so we operate eight fixed routes in the Hanford area, one route between Hanford and Lemoore, and three county routes to Avenel, Corcoran, and Layton, and two regional routes out to Visalia and Fresno. So I can talk about the services that CART offers, which is we offer the fixed route, which is where the buses go around in a circle, so you always know where they're going to be and what time they're going to be there. CART also operates the paratransit service, and this is for individuals who are unable to use the fixed route services, and they still need transportation. So if they can't get to the stop or they can't get to the the transit center, we uh, you fill out an application and then you get approved for the service, and we will pick you up and take you to where you need to go. Now, the other service that's like that that doesn't need an application is a service called GoCard. It's just like Uber, where except for the price is a lot less. <laughs> so. The bus will pick you up at your desired location and take you to the same location. Now, this is 
unlike paratransit, this is limited by city. So you have to go Hanford to Hanford or Lemoore to Lemoore with the go-kart service. But paratransit will take you from Hanford to Lemoore if you need it. So That's awesome. I know that you have a website that has all of your routes yeah. listed, and especially it has um, the information regarding the uh, what we used to call dial ride, which yeah. we now call Uber, of course. Yeah. I know that the station down by the Amtrak uh, area there has been a popular spot, and we always see the buses there. But uh, I imagine it's getting pretty pretty crowded down there. What are some of the limitations that you have as uh, you continue to grow and maybe outgrow this facility? So the limitations down there at the it's a great site right next to the Amtrak, but it's also uh, some of our riders do have mobility issues, and it's difficult to get across those railroad tracks, and it's not. Um, as safe as we would like it to be. Also, there's a lot of noise pollution over there. As anyone in Hanford knows, you can hear the train running through. And it, 50 trains a day. Yes. And they do sometimes stop. And so our buses are trying to get out and co- come and go, and they can't quite move from that area because the train is there. Uh, the other thing is it's all outdoors. And with the heat and the cold, and the, we have elderly folks, we have you know teenagers out there in the heat during the summer and the cold during the winter. And we'd really like to get a place where they can stay inside so that they're not as affected by the the um, weather. Also, it's only has 10 bays and we have like, we have 42 revenue vehicles. And so we have more route. And as I said, we have lots of routes that go in and out and all around. And we are running out of space. We are running out of space. We can't have all our buses there because we have too many. We only have 10 bays, as I said. And so we need to move to someplace that's bigger and someplace that is more centrally located. So that brings us to 7th and Harris. Uh, That was obviously a site that was chosen after a lot of studies and everything. And I I love the location, the um, availability uh, to downtown. Uh, That's awesome. Can you tell us about what we're seeing currently at the site and then what we can look forward to in 2025 when it finally opens? Yes. So currently at the site, we are, they just started doing the leveling and everything, and they'll start working on the ground, the um, foundation pretty soon. We started this project back in 2017, and we did site studies, and we did all the environmental requirements, and we've been working on this for a while. Once we get this all built, we're going to be lucky because we're going to have the transit center there and the admin will also be there. And we're also, Kingsview is currently on that site. We are going to build a place for them to to be there. So they're not going to get moved. They'll still be. That's great news. Yes. They'll have a newer site to, to be at. And also we can. This way, if people have any issues or problems, cart will be upstairs, admin will be upstairs, and downstairs will be our contracted employees. So that's great that you're able to um, allow Kingsview to still be on site, and they'll just move from the old DMV building into uh, into your building. That's outstanding. Yes, because a lot of their clients do use public transit, so it's a lot easier for them to come and go from the site. So then is, will the old DMV building be demolished uh, later on in the process then? Yes, it will. But we want to make sure that Kingsview and its clients have a place to go so nobody's stuck without services. 
So tell us about the facility. What what are we going to see there? Well, it sounds so exciting. It's going to be amazing. So we've worked with, uh, I don't know if you remember what was there before, but there were buildings there before that were over 50 years old and they were built, uh, boarded up and it was kind of a blighted area. But we're going to build, it's going to be two stories. One of our things that we think about this is that we want this transit center to be a place where people want to go because usually in transit centers, people are just moving through. But we want to be be where people want to be. So we're going to have a huge indoor transit waiting room where people can wait. It'll have the times up. You will can see the buses going out from the indoor waiting room. You can see where the buses can come and go. Um, it's going to have bathrooms. It's going to have there are certain things that riders can't get from our contractors. So they'll be able to just come upstairs and get them from admin. Admin will be right upstairs from them. Also, uh, Kings County Area of Governments is going to be moving in there also. So we'll have all that. One of the really good things that's going to be there is the board center, board meeting area, so that if you ride the bus and you want to say something at the board meeting, it'll be right there. It's uh, Right now, we're at the city of Hanford because Kings County is doing construction, but it's a little more difficult to get to. So if we were able to put it right at the, we're going to put it right at the transit center and we're going to have training rooms there and break rooms for our drivers because currently their break room is 120 square feet for 32 drivers. That's crazy. And that's that old train station building next to Amtrak. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. It used to be out of Roosevelt School, out at the old Fort Roosevelt. That was actually one of the buildings that was brought onto that site for Fort Roosevelt. And when Fort Roosevelt closed down, they thought that that would make a great uh, spot for it to put it next to the Amtrak station. It is an old railroad station. Yeah. That's really cool. That's really, I love the history. I love the history. But we are, when we do the, uh, the, we checked with the city of Hanford and we worked with them and we want to make sure that it really fits into the downtown, that we really, that it's seamless of where it's, where it is. And the bus depot will not be able to be seen from 7th Street. So they'll be in the back so that we can, they can come and go quickly and not hold up any traffic on 7th. If you're hearing Heather pause, it's because we're in the conference room here at CART looking at these beautiful pictures. Make sure you stop by our social media sites on Instagram and Hanford insider on facebook and you can see the just wonderful plans that they have i'm sorry go ahead heather nope that's that's yeah it's just it's going to be a great place for people to be i think it's going to be very good for our riders and it's going to enable them to it's going to the central location we're going to change our routes we'll have more fixed routes and less wait time at the center so I know one of the big things that the Kings County Area Public Transit Agency is doing is constantly evaluating the need for transportation. I know you talked about uh, some needs that were being met in Avenal. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Yes. So we're always evaluating public transit throughout the year. Staff what takes rides the bus every month and or every two months and does surveys on there about what people need, what people want, what what that kind of thing and gets feedback, that sort of thing. CART has uh, two public hearings a year so that people can come and talk about their needs to the board or they can write in or they can call in. Throughout the year, if people call in and say, you know, we need another uh, ride out to Avenel, that sort of thing, we add it to our list. Uh, one of our shining accomplishments that I'm very proud of is the fact that we were expanding the service in Avenel and we thought we knew what they wanted. And so we went out there to talk to them and so they could be as excited 
excited about this new service as we were. And uh, it wasn't a service they wanted and it wasn't a service they needed. But what we did is we listened to them and we listened to what they actually needed and what they wanted. And we were able to make that happen. We were able to roll out, um, we call it Avenel shopping cart. And uh, we pick people up in Avenel and we bring them to Hanford and we let them do their shopping and then we take them home and we help them with their bags and they're allowed to bring more bags than they are on the regular Avenel route. And we make sure that we have everybody because Avenel is a really tight community. And so they don't mind waiting. One of their fears was for Avenel is they get on the bus and they got to leave by two o'clock. They have to be on that bus, whether their prescription is ready or not. And anyone who shops in Hanford knows that sometimes prescriptions aren't ready. Right. And so what but Avenel is a tight community and they all know each other. And so they don't mind waiting for Heather to get her prescription. And so that bus doesn't leave until we have all our people back. That's so nice. Now it is. And it, it relieved a lot of stress on them because they weren't rushing. They all know each other. They all know what time it goes back. If somebody's running a little late, it's okay. And we're able to carry their grocery, you know, as many groceries as they need. And they find, they really enjoy it and they really like it. And uh, I w- I, I'm very proud that CART was able to offer this service to them. So that's what we do when we do unmet needs. Even though we think we know what you want, we always listen to what you really do want. So a service that CART offers that maybe not a lot of people know about is the ability to ride cart up to medical appointments up in Fresno. Can you tell us a little bit about how that works? Yes, we have a service. A bus goes up to Fresno on Wednesdays and Fridays, twice a day on Wednesdays and Fridays. And it goes to a variety of medical facilities up in Fresno and Selma. So these are certainly exciting times for uh, CART and all of the transportation uh, needs in Kings County and especially Hanford with the building of this new transit center. And I know that uh, it is built with uh, the city actually is not a part of this. It's actually been funded. And so can you tell us a little bit about the cost of it and then maybe wrap it up with an idea of when it might be completed and how to find out more information? Yep. This is a pretty big project. It's a $35 million project. Uh, CACAPTA applied for and received $19 million as a federal grant. Then we used our appropriations of federal monies for another $5 million. Um, We also worked with Valadeo to receive a $5 million earmark, and we are using $2 million of our reserve and $4 million of state apportionment. So we kind of, you know, puzzled all this stuff together so that we could make something nice for the community. Um, They just broke ground. And so we should be 18 months from now, we should be done in June of 2025. And we'll probably be doing a opening And I encourage everybody to watch our Facebook. We have social media and go to our website, which is cartbus.org, to see all the updates that will be coming out. And uh, the executive director has said that we can have a party when we open up. So I'll be sure to invite you and put it all on the, the website so everybody can come. Well, that's fantastic. Heather, thank you for coming on the show. And it's been a pleasure meeting you and finding out about the exciting plans. Thank you for having me. Now it's time for Hanford Insider Sports with Eric Bentley. Quite a bit to catch you up on from the last few weeks. 
We'll start with girls basketball, where Hanford High went 2-3 and three over their last five games, with the two victories being a low-scoring triumph over Morro Bay and a 12-point win over Dinuba. Hanford West was in action eight times, picking up five wins over that span, with a pair of blowout wins versus McFarland and Kingsburg, two close victories versus Summit Charter and Golden West, and a narrow 65-62 victory over Lemoore. In similar fashion, Sierra Pacific was in action eight times and also won five of their eight. Of their five wins, the only close game came against Burroughs 51-49. The victories over Palmdale Space Academy, La Selma, Kerman, and Emanuel all came by 16 or more points. The win over Emanuel was Coach Amy Bush's 200th win in her ninth season at Sierra Pacific. Her overall record is now 267, an amazing 75% winning percentage, including a section and state championship to her credit. On to the boys' side, where Hanford High took the court nine times since we last updated you. The Bullpups went 4-5 and five in those contests. Three of their five losses came by less than six points, and the victories over Kingsburg, Delano, and Golden West all came by ten or more. The Bullpups also added on an eight-point win over Tulare Union. Hanford West played nine games as well. Unfortunately, they weren't able to pick up any wins in their five games during the Clovis Elks Classic Tournament, but they bounced back with a pair of two-point victories over Roosevelt and Kerman and a 57-44 victory over Crosstown foe Hanford High before dropping their most recent game to Selma. Sierra Pacific went 3-5 in their most eight recent contests, but the three wins all coming in blowout fashion over Dos Pueblos, Lompoc, and Reedley. Despite dropping five of their last eight, the Golden Bears are still above 500 on the season with a 10-8 overall record. From the court to the field, let's talk some soccer. Starting on the boys' side, Hanford West was in action twice, playing to a 1-1 draw versus CBC, and then falling to Sierra Pacific. Which means on to Sierra Pacific, where it was a 3-0 victory for the Golden Bears over the Crosstown Huskies. However, they dropped their other match to Kerman 1-0. Hanford High took the pitch four times over our break. Unfortunately, though, unable to pick up a win. Though they did battle Menachee to a 1-1 draw, they lost their contests to Golden West, Dinuba, and Tulare Union. Now let's move to the girls' side, where all three Hanford teams currently have a winning record. We'll start with the Huskies, as Hanford West dropped their two matches to Kingsburg and Selma. Despite that, though, the Huskies' record still stands at 7-3 on the season. Sierra Pacific split their two contests with a 3-1 loss versus Selma, but an impressive 7-1 win over Emanuel, and now the Golden Bears find themselves at 8-5-1 overall. And it was a flawless past three games for Hanford High as the Bullpups shut out Menachee, Dinuba, and Tulare Union by scores of 6-0, 1-0, and 1-0 respectively to now improve to 8-4-4 on the year. And since we're in the midst of winter sports, that means softball is right around the corner and Hanford High and Hanford West will be holding alumni games. All former players are invited to participate or even just attend. The Hanford West girls game will be on Friday, January 26th. You can contact the Hanford West Athletic Boosters for more information. 
And for Hanford High, the Bullpups game will be on Saturday, February 3rd. And if you want to get in contact with Coach Miles Myers, he'll give you more information. As always, if you're a fan or a coach, please reach out. We would love to hear from you and cover your team. I'm Eric Bentley, and this has been your Hanford Insider Sports Report. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the show, I'd like to ask you to leave a review on your podcast player or on our website. It helps me with the growth of the show. If you'd like to join the Hanford Insider email list, stop by our website at hanfordinsider.com to sign up for updates. I also need your help getting the word out about the show by liking and sharing on social media or telling a friend. For more information about the show, you can find this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, X, and YouTube at Hanford Insider. If you have a show idea, be sure to email me at hanfordinsider at gmail.com and I'll get going on it. Be sure to turn into next week's episode. My special guest will be Julie Martella, who is a great friend of mine and a fellow podcaster. She will share with us her journey and podcast, Navigating Widowhood. On January 29th, I'll have the much-anticipated interview with Upholdings about their current project, North Star Courts, low-income housing project at the corner of 11th and North Star. Thanks for listening. See you next week.